Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Uh, I'm Boyd Hilton. Little Will AFC is here. Will hello. Sparks. Hello, hello. Resplendent hello. in a um, Simpsons t-shirt. Yeah, it's uh, Homer's work attire from it's the good. Springfield Power Plant. It's very good. It's very good, good yeah. choice, I think. Well done. Good choice, apt. Very apt. Um, and Psychic Josh is here. I'm here, four. Boyd. I'm seeing you for the second time in two nights. Wow, oh, what more can you want? Nothing. Um, what are you doing tomorrow night? Where, where, where was my invite? Where was, tomorrow, uh, well, where, 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 you... Well, I sent, we sent out, uh, I tweeted, I did a, a hosting event last night. I know you're joking. Yeah. <laughs> I hosted an event last night with former um, Arsenal podcast regular Ben Winston. Oh, yeah. Who's now um, obviously living a life in California as the producer of James Corden's chat show. Indeed. And I interviewed him last night in front of a load of Jews. Well, right. Now, okay. I'm not saying non Jews were barred, <laughs> but I don't think there were many there. A couple, maybe. There were a couple of Germans, two people from Germany, I'm not exaggerating, flew over. For this event. Wow. Yeah. They were so excited to see Boyd. They just never met him yeah. in person before. Yeah. No, they weren't. I think they, they, it was an all-due affair, then I'm happy to uh, yeah. stand by and watch. I'm hoping it's a success. It was great. What have you got planned tomorrow night, boys? Because we could tomorrow do a hat trick. I might just have my own affair where I interview myself right. about, um, yeah, something or other. Arsenal bunch season. Of bunch of, another bunch of Jews. Huh? Arsenal season. Arsenal season. <laughs> well, we're doing that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, Josh, let's, let's start at the beginning. Sure. With your ludicrous confidence... That we were going to beat Sunderland away. It was like an away banker. You're making fun of me for thinking we might get, only get a draw there. You were you treating... You ludicrous popinjay. Right. Firstly, good to be back on the <laughs> podcast with you, Boyd. And yeah. Another week, um, another step closer to the end of this campaign. Now, 
Uh, you were making it sound like a trip to Sunderland away was the equivalent of going to Barcelona with our you know, youth team or something. And I was simply pointing oh. out it, it wasn't. It was a hard game. We were well below the level we could be. Sunderland played pretty well. Um, I take the point to an extent that it was a, a tougher game than I expected. I think it was a, um, we made it quite tough. I think we made Sunderland look quite good. I think we let them run the midfield. And I think we probably got what we deserved at the end of the game, which was a point that I think will still take us to where we will need to end the season, where we thought we would end the season when we started it, which was third or fourth. And it's disappointing. Um, sure what will. was it about our, um, our insane inability to come up with the right result that you thought you, we would get an away win at some point? I thought we'd done oh, pretty well um, against West Brom. To be fair, I thought we'd played some oh, really yeah, good football. Yeah, I thought everyone was talking about how well we had played and we were showing signs of what could be. And Alexis was back to his most brilliant best and obviously scored um, fantastically well. And you just hoped they, they would kick on. But, mm. uh, but of course they didn't. They were you know, disappointing. The Czech had to make a couple of good saves. We could have we could have probably scored a goal, but uh, you know we got what we deserved, and we we you know sort of just this season just sort of peters out into what we hoped it wouldn't. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to what some of the fans have got planned for Saturday's game against Norwich, but I'd be interested to hear yeah, Will's view of the game. Exciting news of uh, demonstrations happening um, on in Saturday's game. Will uh, I won't ask if you can take part, but what? So well, your, what's your? Uh, I mean that that mind-numbing tedium of the uh, of the nil-nil, yeah, Sunderland game. Um, were you there? You, you go away a lot, don't yeah, you? I was you there. Don't, you there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you took, you took a nice photo. You always, did you take love, a lovely photo. Yeah. You yeah. love a photo of a away trip away more trip. than anyone, because yeah. you've been every game this season. Yeah. And what number was this then of the season? Uh, home uh, away, it would have been 18 out of 19 in the league. Wow. So, City to go. I did the same last year, and I thought that was kind of it off the list for was it my sport in life, and I just kind of went again. Were there empty seats in, the, in our section? Because I, I, to be honest, I... You know, I'd uh, seen a lot of people uh, trying to move their Sunderland away tickets on. There, uh, there weren't that many, no. no well, that's a credit to our fans, isn't it? What is the atmosphere? I want to ask, actually. I want to before we get on to the. I mean, yep. you know, what can you say about that absolutely tedious, misery, <laughs> atrocious, boringness of that performance that summed up everything wrong with <laughs> Arsenal? Um, but what's the atmosphere like going away? Because at home. I mean, it's kind of like now, it's just no one gives a shit, as far as I can make out. It's, yep. There's the home, um, well, I mean, obviously the last home game I went to was about 40,000 people there. Mm-hmm. But um, what's it like away? Because, you know, away, is it a mixture? I get, I hear people saying it's quite tense and unpleasant, and other people say it's, at least it's much better atmosphere than it's home. What's it like for you? Yeah, I think throughout the course of the season it probably has... Um not not regret. I don't think regress is the right word. The right word. I think earlier in the season there was a general buzz uh, around the team, um, especially kind of just before we beat Man City. We went away to Villa. Our fans were in full voice that day, and we we were playing some really nice stuff. So everyone thought, you know, this season's got a bit of promise. Um, but throughout the season, I think our away fans, um, as just as much as the home fans, you know, just because they go away, I don't. It's not. They're more or less frustrated than the home ones. I just think normally when you look to a football team support, you look a bit more at the away sometimes because people label them as you know the hardcore, the diehards, or something like that. Which I, I don't agree with. Some people can make away games, some some can't, yeah. and that's completely fair. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it wasn't it wasn't that nice on uh, Sunday for me. Uh, I'm there to back my team. Um, I pay my money, and obviously I think we all pay quite a lot of money to go and see Arsenal. But I'm there to back my team, chant and shout where I can. Mm. And obviously at the end, three three banners came out, uh, and 
you know that doesn't really sit with me. Not, I'm, I'm not ardently against it, but I'm definitely not not for it. Was when there the, booing yeah. at the end? Yeah, was there the booing at the end? Um, not just noise of discontent. Just kind of grumbles, grumbles. I'd say it wasn't there wasn't an ardent booing. I mean, we we kind of gained the point. It was quite a tepid game of football, um, and the banners came out, which you know I'm, I'm not not really into. I don't really take notice. When the banners come out, did people get annoyed with people holding the banners up? Yeah, that, that, like, yeah. because people always have conflicting views. Yeah. People, some people feel that you've got to be there to support your team by. Um, shouting, chanting, and being as loud as you can, whilst others feel it's a platform for them to express their views, um, however extreme you think they are. Mm. Um, so I, I don't I think it's quite a fair player playing field if it's in the away end. It definitely wouldn't happen at home, I don't think. But yeah, well, the problem is sometimes when people bring a banner that other fans get upset because they they worry that that is taken as the view of the say yeah. Arsenal away fans, where of course. An individual can just put a banner yeah. just for himself. It'll be yeah. interesting because obviously, that, so well, let's, there's this demo coming up on Saturday, the game against Norwich, which has, made, which has made the papers. It was covered in the mirror, I think, and it's in the back page of the Standard. And I've got the, oh, I've printed out the banner. There you are, Will. Time for change. Can we holding that change. up? You can hold it up, Josh, on uh, it's in red and white Saturday. Uh, Arsenal is stale. Fresh approach needed. Now, funny thing, what I was going to say was, what that reminded me is, I, I wrote an article last year. In fact. 18 months ago, I wrote this article for The Standard about my feeling about Arsenal at that point in time. And the headline was about how stale it was. It was all about stale, the word stale. So the shocking thing for me is, I forgot about that I wrote that thing, that how (laughs) 18 months later, it's even more stale than it was then. The staleness has become tragic and embarrassing and shocking. So... I completely what? understand. I, I think the clever thing. Let me. I'm going to say my bit about this. This the demo thing. Mm. I think the good things about it for me are that it shows three. So the um, black scarf people and the um, red action people and kind of the Arsenal Sports Trust people. Yeah, but I, not, Tim was quoted much. in the in Tim the article on the back of the mm-hmm. uh, standard. Yeah. So they've all come together, and it, and it's basically a display of our discontent. For the cameras, so that they'll get the attention of the. It's on Sky on um, yep. on Saturday, and it'll be shown on match of the day. And I think that's fair enough because I do think now you two are like you two. Same Jeff Jeff Oster was which isn't here because you three are like the three of the staunchest defenders of the regime of Wenger, and you know maybe, maybe I'm being unfair to Will. You can explain yourself in a sec, but <laughs> of the current situation, and I think I do think now, pretty much a big majority of Arsenal fans are utterly pissed off. With the staleness, and I think whether you blame the board, Cronky, the owner, Wenger, they're all, it's one big mess of staleness, isn't it? So that's my reason why I think actually this demonstration is a pretty good idea. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I understand the, the problems in terms of wanting change. And I think the reason that this will get attention is because it isn't just about Arsene Wenger. Um, leaving the club, whereas a lot of the attention on on mm. banners in recent weeks has been centred around the you know it's not Arsenal FC, it's Arsenal FC. Thanks for the memories. It's time to go. Th- this can incorporate and be there for a large amount of fans who have an issue with um, the club not spending money predominantly. I think that's what it comes down to for a lot of people. They feel that they pay the highest prices, as we all do for for tickets, whether we sit in the club level or we sit. Um, you know, in, in other seats around the stadium, it is the highest price in Europe. And therefore, people feel that if there is this war chest of a, what is a conservatively, conservatively estimated £80 million, that why is some of that money not being spent? And I think the, this argument I've presented at various times this season, which I, I, I don't want people to think I'm ever accepting of the situation or approve of a situation where our club is just 
idealistically fourth or you know and that's okay Mm. i just realistic and that's what it's become but of course that isn't enough for us as supporters as fans who who dream of of sporting success who who wish we were currently leicester city's fans where we could be you know dreaming of a a title at man united on sunday so i think the opportunity to sort of come together in front of the sky cameras and just kind of say, you know what, we're, we're not necessarily against the manager, we're not really for the manager, we're just not happy with the current state of affairs at the club is, is you know, something that's going to be think, getting a lot of fans yeah, behind it. I think it. you're pretty much against the manager. This, this is part of the statement that I, that I printed out, which says, um, so there's, there's a list of um, things they're complaining about, yeah. uh, except from the Stan Kroenke stuff is about, I won't read the whole thing out, but the bullet points are the Stan Kroenke shows his period motivated by cash, uh, the complacent board with no football experience focusing on Arsenal's a profit-wielding entity. A board happy with Cronky making millions of pounds, those three million loans he gets every year for mysterious reasons. Um, so the vision of moving stadiums to become part of Europe's elite, which is absolutely right, we're not. We're nowhere near beginning in Europe. So yeah. the bit about the manager, it says, a manager who seems to be past his best, refusing to accept the modern game, to adapt to the modern game, sorry, and dragging us down through a lack of signings, poor tactics, predictable and often very often very poor performances and not being able to get the best of, from his team. Can you argue with any of that? Uh, I can argue with a group of supporters complaining about tactics and adapting to the modern game when none of them have managed at the top level and doing it in a stadium which Arsene Wenger has facilitated the move to. But at the same time, of course, of course I understand like the, the anger and, and the problems around the club. You know, it's been a quite disappointing season. No one, absolutely no one's saying no to that. But the... I just think it's a bit of a sad indictment the way football's going at the moment. Nobody wants to talk about youth players. Nobody wants to talk about tactics, the way Ooh. your team's set up. Nobody wants to talk about that great young kid we've got coming through, like, like Chris Willock or we had like Jack Wilshere. Everyone just wants to talk about how much, well, if there's any how great... much cash everyone's got, how much, how much everyone spends, which players go yeah. where, who's going to Real Madrid. Well, if we had a, a, on the y- a great a young sad. player coming through into the first team, we'd, be, yeah. we'd love it. We haven't. Which we do at the moment. Who's always that? Alex Awobi. Oh, right. Has been Got given one. a chance in the first team and he's come on leaps and bounds in about five or six games. And, you know, um, it was quite a, a bad result at Sunderland. But at the same time, I like to look for little positives and stuff like that. And I like to bring a bit more of a traditional aspect into looking at football. And I just think it's football's going the wrong way a bit. You know, I think. So you people, think I, we're all spoiled? I, we're kind of spoiled. No, and... I, I, I do. I do think we might be a bit sport because I was I was I've been up at Sunderland um, having a couple of drinks after the game mm. and talking to some Sunderland fans did make me it did make me think twice you know um, that we were having a chat about you know whether the top four is good enough or whether the manager's performance is good enough and stuff just general debate that comes up at football and two Sunderland fans were eavesdropping on our conversation and they went oh, I must be awful finishing in the top four going and playing Barcelona and Real Madrid away uh, and Bayern Munich and stuff like that when we're sitting here. Um, watching kind of Wes Brown and John O'Shea and his mates having to come and prop mm. us up every season. So it does, and I, and I, I completely understand that their season <laughs> ticket costs yep. X amount and yep. ours costs Y, yep. which is completely fair. You know, they're down that, that scale of the table. Do you think if a Sunderland fan, do you think if yeah. Sunderland had 100 million in the bank yeah. and charged the highest prices, as you said, yeah. and make statements like we want to be in the elite of world football yeah. and, all, and pay the manager 8 million a year, it's such, such a, do you think they would be happy with this repetitious situation we have year um, after year after no, year? No, Do you think anything, I mean, I think this is a massive logical flaw in the, in the argument there, because everyone says this to me. Every, oh, you know, imagine being... And, yeah, and every time we, we do the, these podcasts... You every, know, every club every, every, every club's set of fans has a set, yeah. set expectation. Fine. And yeah. 
your the reaction you give is always based on your expectation. Yeah. If Arsenal finish, uh, expect to finish cool. here, then our reaction is going to be X because we haven't met our expectation and we all get a bit upset, which is how football works, unfortunately. I'm with but, you about, yeah. I know what you mean about modern football, but this specific thing about us, I yeah. mean, modern football dominated by rich, spoiled people, all that stuff. But, this, but, but this is our why. Situation, we're not spoiled. This we're is being let down by everyone at the club. There, there is an argument here that you know we're talking about football and Arsenal going stale this season has you know on a general level in the Premier League has probably been the least stale of all oh, recent, recent memory yeah. well it, it doesn't it doesn't because I think if you if you consider the idea that actually in a season of complete turmoil at the top of the table where one of Manchester United or Manchester City certainly won't be challenging for the top four where Chelsea are you know miles away Wenger's so-called staleness in terms of consistency is still going to provide Arsenal in finishing within you know third or fourth let's assume we Easy. will finish the, um, this is the same assumption that we're going to win away at Sunderland Josh this is the same Never assumption assume. I, I'm still comfortable heads. that we will no I think we, oh, oh, I, 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 which is what we I predicted we at probably the will finish fourth so, so it uh, might not be enough okay. carry on but we generally get to the conclusion of the point yeah. that Arsenal's staleness this season is yeah. still a degree of success. Um, well, that's the problem, isn't the it? You're staleness. defining success in the same way that Wenger and Kroenke do by coming forth year after year after year. Well, it's not complete it's not failure. It's not. We haven't had a season like Chelsea. It hasn't All right. If it was complete, complete failure, what would complete failure be? Coming fifth um, in the competition, we never do any good that and always go out. Fifth would stage certainly now. be a, a All right, step closer to failure. So say we do failure. come fifth, which is, by the way, possible. Say we become fifth this season, you two. <laughs> yes. What then? Then would you think? Then is it time for Vega to my, go? My, no. no. My, what does my, he have my, to do? My, my, How my, cretinously my, bad do us have to my, be? my position on the manager doesn't change from game to game. It, it stays the same because I, I from year to year. I was I was po- po- I was on this podcast about I think three or four episodes ago. Yeah. And I said I thought there was no one in the world who could come into this setup and. Um, do what Arsene Wenger is doing, which is consistently keep us at a level where we do go and play the top oh size home and away really? in Europe. Yeah, no, I, really? I, it's not going to change. It, it, does, it doesn't change in three games. For me, if you, if you judge it on but the here it, and now... Judge, judge him in May, which is in about a week's time, by the way. I, I'm actually a little bit different to, to um, little Will on that one, in the sense that I do think he would have failed were this team to, to finish oh, fifth. Good, you turned. Um, I have not turned. I, I think turned. you will have turned if we come fifth. Well, I think we're, I, I, I don't envisage a situation where we're coming fifth because I think United would have to win four out of four um, of what's left, and that we. I can't see us failing to beat Norwich and Aston Villa at home. You never know what we'll do at City away. I mean, it's still in our hands. United would. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see it. Is what All I'm right. saying. Therefore, I don't see being so a season as, this as complete. Of success. This definition success. You go along with the definition that coming fourth is a definition of success. It's not failure. Fewer points it's than last year. F- going backwards, it's, essentially. It's, it's, I think this, not actually going backwards. this season This season has been uh, a bigger disappointment than ones previously. Yes, I, I feel in, in a lot of Wenger's previous seasons where um, we haven't won a league title, we've been incredibly unlucky with injury. Um, I, you know, I can give you two concrete examples of where we have this season. Uh, I think it was in maybe in our hands at one point, um, but I think we, we all got we all got really excited when we when we beat Manchester City. The victory at home against Man United was some of the best football I've seen at the Emirates for years. So there was there. Were, I do think there were reasons to be cheerful. We didn't follow up on it, and unfortunately. We've, we've got to go again next season. But it's been a very freak season in this league. Leicester, as much as I hate to say this, as much as it pains my, my heart, <laughs> Leicester and Tottenham successes to football in general, not to Arsenal fans, have been a mild refreshment 
in in football in general because well, Leicester's been a huge refreshment. Le- Le- well, apart from the sort of mildly racist striker and the yeah. right back who's every- misses and the financial doping yeah. which ha- that happened in the championship, which got them promoted. <laughs> Put that all aside, then then it, it's perfect, a fairy tale because, because they've got yeah. because they've got a cheap squad. They've got players that are willing to play for the shirt and work for their fans. Yeah. And then you've got Tottenham who have picked up Ali from MK Dons and Kane's come through their academy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That is great for me. That's what football's about. That's why I like going to see the reserves and I like going to see the under 18s trying to identify a player that's going to wear the shirt in a few years, like Bellerin has last season, had last season, and, and Willock might do in the future or something like that. It, it's been a bit of a refreshment, but I think the disappointment comes is because what we were up against in Leicester and Tottenham was quite a settled squad, a good signing in check, uh, Ozil and Sanchez kind of lording it over some teams in various games. So, yeah, it's been, what can I say? It's been disappointing. I mean, I've, I've, I think I've attended every game this season, bar two. You and, deserve a medal for uh, that, and, I have to say. And, 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 sitting and, through and, and, week and it, after week of diddling around with the ball and getting to the penalty area and passing it sideways we've, and backwards. We've, oh, and, come on, we, you don't deserve had, a medal. We've, we've had some you nice, do deserve a medal. No, we've, no. We have been, we've had by some, and large, we've had one nice of the most boring season. teams out there, I think. We're one of, we are the most predictable team in the league. You know, that's why each, any, any manager worth their salt, any ga- this is what uh, happens constantly. I, I don't, that's what I, I, I don't, I don't think boring, you predictable know. and stale teams get upwards of 70 points. Honestly, I'd, well, I'd, uh, uh, upwards of 60. We have dis- well, 60 Man United have been playing... Well, the only rival in the boring stakes for a large part of the season is Man United. Man, 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 Man United, United have been quite boring in some games. Yeah. But now you look, they brought Rashford through and oh, they've right, got Lingard yeah. and Fossey Mensah. And they brought Martial, who Arsenal fans dared to take the piss out of earlier in the season. We're not taking the piss out of it now. Well, hey, look, Martial is an incredible young player. But really, that, that deal was incredibly, incredibly uh, stocked with, well, hidden add-ons and bonuses and stuff shit? like they that. They brought a really brilliantly exciting player who's refreshed to their 40, team and their squad. Pounds. I don't give a flying shit. Why you wouldn't be happy? Why wouldn't you be happy to spend the money we don't need? What is it sitting there for? Paying Cronky a bonus of three million every other every year. What is that money there for? Apart from to spend, make a take a risk. This is why I feel. Buy a young player. I don't know. I don't know. If fans will ever be happy. I don't know. If fans will ever be happy because we signed Özil. We signed Sanchez. They are huge signings. They are monumental yeah, we, signings. It's quite. It's, we, it's, this is a different season. We need. To, we know, do need we to push on. Anyone yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd like to go and get an Ozil and Sanchez again in the summer. I think everyone would. And there's a few players. No, I'd like to get a fucking on, striker. On the other hand, you know, Wenger's uh, love for finding someone out there who who might not cost forty million. Um, but he hasn't you know, even done that. He hasn't done that. But it, it, you know, <laughs> I mean, people it say had. it's impossible, and that the market has now become. Too saturated, too many people. But you know, Leicester have gone and proved that there are still bargains to be found out there. Um, And therefore, you hope in the summer. The the one thing about what what the Black Scarf movement was saying, and I I think what I was trying to say earlier, but maybe I didn't articulate brilliantly, was that much of this can be read as subjective. You can you can talk about the poor tactics and Wenger's statement, and and it's kind of you make up your own view as a fan. I don't think it's it's black or white. You you have your own opinion whether Wenger's substitutions that you hate after 65 minutes are <laughs> definitely the worst thing in yeah, football. Um, whether we are the most boring team in the Premier League. 65 revolution. Carry on. Whether we are the most boring team in the, in the yeah. Premier League, I would answer, you know, we're not. I think we have shown at times this season we, we're still capable of very, you know, good, exciting football. We have shown for too much of a season that we're not. Um, but I... So, what are you, I, so you're I, saying I, is there subjective points? Yeah, of course, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, which it's is, too subjective, is that your argument? Yeah, I think if, it, if you're trying to... I, I don't know how many people they claim to speak on behalf of. Um, well, only their members, uh, but I think... Sure, well, and, 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 idea, and, and there are many people that back these kind of views, and I get that, and I'm not disrespecting them in the slightest, and I, I take their points no, of view, and they pay no, their I, money, I, yeah, they pay that, their yeah. money in the same way I do, and they're completely entitled to their view. 
I just think some of this is very subjective, whereas the, there are hard and fast facts about how much money we do have in the bank that we could be spending on players that I think everyone will agree on. I just think there's some points here that oh, um, oh, would oh, probably okay. so obviously divide the fans. So it'll be interesting <laughs> quite how the dynamic of the stadium is. Um, yes. But I think there is, you know, the, the central point will will be about, you know, wanting to see more investment in the squad. I would like to see that investment come with the, the manager still in place. You and some other fans may this like is, to see that money be spent by is, a different... This is, an, this, is, this is an additional point of mine. I mean, I just agree with Josh there on the supporters group thing. I mean, I don't think anyone's um, tutting at the supporters group's motives with, you know, kind of these m- movements or protests or whatever, because like me, you, Josh, and everyone who probably listens to this podcast, we pay a certain amount of money to go and watch Arsenal, and they want the same thing for us. We want the best for Arsenal. We want to see Arsenal competing at the top top tier of Europe and, and that's fair we just have different ways of going about it I happen to just pay my ticket go and cheer the team on and you know I believe that the 11 players out there want it enough which I, I actually think they do I, I think the 11 players and the, or the 15 players or 16 whatever you've had on the bench do really want it and you can see the what do they want, and the want what? they want success I, how ev- do they define success every, fo- every footballer how, the yeah. thing is with success you how, can't determine it but you definitely want it so every player wants is it, it is it possible that it comes to the manager and the board and the owner who defines success as coming in the top four and of that's course, enough year after year after year however after year. it doesn't mean they don't want it I, I, I generally believe if, they, if it comes to the manager that that is de- de- defined by as, as a le- our level of success that we're happy with isn't that the problem that we're defined by coming forth being in the top four, getting in, this, in the Champions yeah, League, and but, it's just I, not enough anymore, But, but, is it? but I, I feel this, this fourth thing is, is heavily uh, you know, overlooked by the fact that we've had, we have had two FA Cup victories in the last two years. And I think the landscape of the FA Cup has changed a bit, and for the worse. Um, if you look back to our team in 1971, winning that FA Cup was so massive for Arsenal Football you Club. You were born in 1971. I wasn't born in 1971, <laughs> but if you look back on it, <laughs> I'm and, not very good. and the team we had, and the amount of games they played that season, and the amount of yeah. hard work that went yeah. into winning the league title alongside it, you know, it, are, we, are we at a point now where it's a league title or a Champions League, or get everything out no I loved winning the because, cup but because, come on it, it, it was the ultimate fig leaf wasn't it but winning two, I mean, uh, yeah. and also and it kind of underlines the fact that we went out of the cup to Watford in a shameful and one of our many many shameful performances it's the FA Cup we couldn't even win that it's the fucking FA cup. game against but Watford Ferguson's United went out to Leeds a few years ago I, it, it, know, it, does, it happens in cup football yeah, we were it shit in a game it, against it, clearly it, inferior opposition, opposition in the one tournament we're supposed to be expert at Getting to the final, we are expert at it. We won it more teams until this than season. We've won until it this m- shitty season. Won it more Let times me than anyone ask else. you to some specific points about the, about the um, Sunderland game, which, which did. So there's a substitution issue. So he said before the game, he, he said the thing about um, how uh, that the stats show because people were asking, oh, "Are you worried about the amount of games we played in quick succession and you know, mm. having three games?" And he was like, "No, it's fine. It's absolutely fine." Mm. After the game, he was back to using that excuse that it was too soon after the previous game. So he completely contradicted himself. On top of that, on, it wasn't quite that simple, was it? Because he got asked the question, I think, about how the difference between Wednesday, Saturday, and Thursday, Sunday, which journalists always seem to make a like big point out of because obviously it's the same number of days and yet why is it harder and why do results get worse and I think he made the point about actually the UEFA did research into how teams fare playing Sundays and Thursdays and there was no negative connotation but the answer was he was still making the point that it is difficult to play Saturday 
right thursday sunday mm. and you are going to suffer in the third game of a tight yeah. three game series okay and therefore we faded in the second in the half. second half so he why didn't he make a fucking substitution what how can anyone defend it how i mean what is going on in the man's head can anyone, you know, come any clue as to what he's just seeing there? Well, he's always, there's always something in the manager's head. It's not like he's sitting there kind of just thinking this will pan out nicely and <laughs> hopefully we'll get lucky and score a goal. Obviously he has a plan. He's a top-flight football manager. But you that's, know, you're just, that's like saying, um, you know, the Beatles were a top-flight pop team. Eventually they split up because it, and they went there away. It's because they ran out of ideas, presumably, or they just stopped. You know, it's, it's, it's a weak comparison. <laughs> it was weak. Just something that came create, to my head. But he's, he's been a top-flight football manager, but he's clearly not not anymore is he because he has no he's no fresh ideas he makes lamentable tedious decisions he can't I even think, make a decision I, I think he just sits there I while think, we're clearly I think, running out of steam I think you're putting the state, I think it. you're putting the expectation incredibly high when you're saying he's got no idea in a league where Louis van Gaal who's a European champion Jose Mourinho has won that competition twice three times maybe they're below him you know it Unfortunately, it, it, it does happen. We can't have this high, the, the massively high expectations every season. But I could say to you, jo- Jose Mourinho was a top-flight manager, but he ended up ruining Chelsea this season, didn't he? And they got yes. rid of him. That's what other teams and do. I, I don't think when they, when they f- ended when up ruining, ruining, ruining our season. But just saying, he's a top, of course he's been a top-flight manager, but he's yeah. clear. There is no... What, I mean, I'm fascinated what people think is going on with you've him. Got look at two, just, you've got to look at both sides of the coin. I felt that we played really well in the first 30 minutes, and he might have thought we could replicate that in the second half. Sunderland would tire. they push further up the pitch, leave more space in behind. Therefore, he brought Walcott and Welbeck on because he thought they might tire in the last 20 minutes and that's our better, that's our best chance of getting a goal. I don't think it would have made much difference if he would have bought you, five minutes earlier on. I don't want Honestly, to... Honestly, no. Do you not... I just try to look at both sides. I like well, to... But there's difference between looking at both sides... for rationality. There's difference between looking at both sides and coming up with, for me, like the, the, the real, uh, the, the fundamentalist support of Wenger is, is like... It, it does feel to me, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to you, but it feels to me, possibly to you, that it's brainwashing and sentimentality so it's like you're so devoted to him as a figurehead yeah and it's become such a part of your support for the club and i'm not you know and i understand that that you cannot conceive of him making apps or just either not making terrible decisions making no decisions failing to come up with fresh any fresh ideas and if it being achieving a level of staleness that is Almost beyond parody. Yeah, really. but I, I, I just don't think just a draw away at Sunderland is the way... You well, it's not just that, that, though. It's week after week. That's what I'm saying. You have to say that, but it's week after week after week of, of the same staleness, isn't it? It's, it's year after year. Is it just... I mean, honestly, if it is sentimental, well, if, 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 fine. If, if, are you if, sentimental no, no. for Wenger? I'm both of you. This is to both of you. Well, if you is say, it just... Because I was until you're saying, about you're, say, years you're saying year after year. You know, I, I mentioned those two FA Cups, and people like to talk about this seven, eight-year period... In that period, twelve year period we, we, before we twelve really won I mean, the, I mean, since we won the league really, but we've had some great teams in that time. We've been to a Champions League final. We've been to a League Cup final, which we were incredibly unlucky to lose to Chelsea too. Yeah. We've had a lot of unlucky teams. In two thousand and eight, we were eight points clear. Had our be- three best, most influential players get injured, Bar Fabregas, <laughs> and we went and whittled the league away, unfortunately. And the. But you're you know, going back I, in history. Isn't, is it just sentimentality, honestly, that's stopping you from, no, from, I, I, from I, I, uh, seeing his flaws now? Right no, now? This t- no, as we no. Sit I, still, now. I, still, I still think he's definitely really? got something to prove. Yeah, really? absolutely. Yeah, honestly. Josh, do you, do you, is it just sentimentality that you just carry on supporting him? Make excuses for him? Don't recognise that he, he makes these bewildering non-decisions? Not being, playing Giroud again? Why did he pick Giroud? Why on earth? I mean, you know, it's, it's all these, this is just insane, isn't it? 
I don't think it's insane to me. It's not insane. Olivia, I think insane's very Giroud harsh. Away, you know, for 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 that game. Why? You know, what's yeah, he doing? I, I, he scored. He, I appreciate he the point. He hasn't scored. Why would you keep playing him? Why? Because I don't think he's a he's a terrible player. It's not like I'm not he's that. He's, a terrible player. he's, he's not terrible that much. He's not good Your beloved Theo has not been exactly well, in he's form. Not playing you, Theo, is he? That's the um, difference. He's no, he's, he's bringing. He's, he's bringing still him playing on. fucking Giroud, who is one of the defining failures of the season. What, I, I, what, and I would say twenty-one any, goals is a failure, though. I mean, oh, it, really, in all really in all competitions, twenty-one. No, again, no, don't, don't is it not brainwashing that you're accepting no, that Giroud no, has not think, had a? You, you re, you're sitting there. I don't think it's now, a failure. I didn't, though, saying Giroud has not had a bad season. A failure is eight or nine 12, goals. Twelve games without a goal. Twelve games scored in the league since January. Yeah, no, it's a shame. It's fine. It's not. It's fine. You're dealing with it. You haven't been brainwashed by this level of. Boy, this is a problem. This is when I worry that you're kind of happy when Olivier Giroud doesn't score because you can use it to go against the. Manager. No, it's just it's happened. Like it's he every, is fucking not good every enough. Every striker has a barren period. Vardy, <laughs> Vardy's goal record this season is phenomenal for a player who's come from his level. But even in the last twelve games, they had a stat on it, and it's not even Mares as well. It's not been as electric as it once was. Giroud, <laughs> Giroud, Ozil, Giroud. Up with the other players that have done really Ozil, well and are leading on. scorers this yeah, season, Giroud, and now one who hasn't. But because I'll he's done you, it in one portion of the season. So you're happy with Giroud? So next year, right? Doesn't buy another strike. You're still happy with Giroud, who is? We've got Danny Welbeck, who's a, I think is a fantastic striker. So you, but they're both good enough. You're happy with? No, them. they're not. Uh, yeah, mate, so they're they're not. Ever. Neither well, of them are good enough to win us. Neither of us good enough to win the league. I don't think either of them are title-winning centre-forwards. I, th- I think we've probably agreed on, on that before. They are, however, forwards that are you know, a, 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 not necessarily the reason we're having a terrible season. I'd like to draw problems with the defence, I think. of you know, We've, oh, well, we've looked really weak. I don't think we can all lob the problem about why we're sort of our season's completely petered but out. But it must be a huge... It's, hu- it's not a huge problem to you that for years we haven't had a great striker for years. We've had a mediocre striker effectively for years and years and years and he still hasn't found. He still can't go out there and find a striker good enough for us to help win the league. He's just not good enough. I, that thing that Thierry Henry said that everyone had a go in for, it's absolutely been proven to be true. And I'm not. I'm nothing personally. People think I'm personal against him. I love I Theo for personal reasons. I don't dislike Giroud. I think he's a bit of a twat. I mean, I really do. I sit, watch him sitting there making that ludicrous expression on his face when he lamentably fails and falls over, and he grins and he has his stupid. I think he's a ludicrous figure, probably. And if he played for any other club but ours, I probably would hate but him. I don't think, but I don't hate him. I but do. what I do hate is Wenger relying on him year after year and deluding himself into thinking that he's good enough to lead our team. As our main striker. So this leads us to the, to the question. I happen to believe the striker market and the centre-back market is very, really, really saturated at the moment. There's nothing Of course there. they are. But, so, Will, so it's Arsenal. We must be able to go out there and find a central defender and a striker good enough to, play, to lead a charge to at least challenge for the title. You're a lot, really saying a lot it's of so te- bad a lot, a, lot of te- a lot of teams have tried and they failed. Falcao was once the hot property on the European market. And, and other English, teams and, have tried and, and succeeded. And, and we didn't try. And, and English team took a punt on him. Two English teams took a punt on him. And he has been absolutely useless. So you're saying Falcao, who cost a massive loan fee for Man United, hasn't even got anywhere near what Giroud's contributed. This is why, this is why I get a bit annoyed. I don't, Giroud's season hasn't... I don't think it's been a failure. Oh. He's had a very bad barren patch. He scored at home to Bayern Munich. He scored away to Liverpool. He scored at home to Manchester City. That's, for me, that's not a failure as a Premier League striker. Playing number nine in the Premier League is probably the hardest job any player can come Sorry. across. And there's also and a I, correlation I between Ozil's assists massively dropping off 
Um, well, like, you um, must find it so annoying to play with Giroud. Just you, absolutely. I wonder. I also I wonder know, if mess- with Olivier Giroud, he has been playing in recent weeks, because you've got a situation where uh, Walcott is so horribly out of form, more than anyone else potentially in our squad. Welbeck, He's come well, back from a playing, very serious well, injury. Well, Giroud has been playing, we know. Welbeck's come back from a very serious injury only in February. Has Giroud been playing? I think if he simply played 90 minutes, 90 minutes or started, 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 you would worry about is, is that too much game time because no one really in our, our team, apart from Alexis and Ozil, when they're, you know, gets this play every game, every game, every game. So I'm not surprised that at some point once Welbeck came back that there'd been these opportunities for him to be on the bench because I agree with you that he's probably looked like the better option to be the main striker. Come the summer, do I hope there's a new centre forward who is better than Olivier Giroud, who's better than Danny Welbeck, who's better than Theo Walcott? Of course course. I do. I desperately want the Black Scarf movement to get their way and for Red Action and for the Arsenal Supporters Trust and for all of us to get our way and see the significant sums of money that we want to see spent on world-class talent spent. Uh, We all all do agree on this. I just want it to be spent by Arsene Wenger. I still believe he is capable of forming a team that can lead Arsenal football club to the title um, in the next couple of years. It will need strengthening, it will need improvements, but it is possible. I think this season has proved beyond all doubt, and it saddens me to say it, that he's no longer capable. And I think it's proved, I think, you know, not buying any outfield player, persisting with these players that aren't good enough, not even getting the best out of the players that aren't good enough, it's lamentable. Persevering with the same formation week after week, never changing it, tinkering with it slightly. Oh, the whole thing is just, it's just, it's, 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 it's fair. Ground me to the ground, fair. Will. And it's been it's a, ground me out. It, it's, no, it's, it's fair, but look, anyway, he's, he's got one year left. On, I admire your staunch defense. He has one year left on his contract, we, which I feel he's earned with two no, bits of silverware. <laughs> Do you not think it. he earned his last no, contract? No, God, no. No? Every, this season has proved it's over. It's just over. And what's going to happen is, he's going to stay, of course he's going to stay, and they will fail again to buy the players we need in the summer, yet again, because he cannot rouse himself. He's not, he even, I don't think he even gets excited anymore by the idea of buying a player, because he's so stubborn. I think once you start to question insane. if he cares or and, not, um, that it's a bit I just sad. think, no, no, I mean, I think, I, think, I don't think he cares care. so deeply. I, so, so deep. Maybe, maybe my, if this he cared, devo- maybe, maybe this devotion you're talking about. I think about, his ego has got in the way. Maybe this devotion. I think if, if you stood back, if he wasn't so involved in it, he'd be able to see that maybe you should give someone else a go. Maybe this devotion comes from you know, being lucky enough to meet him a few times and having to talk to him about football. I love him as well. I know, but the, I'd love him more if he Listen, he's got go. one year left on his contract. For someone who has provided us with so many fantastic memories and you could say provided us with a stadium and a training ground, no. let's let him... I don't know why I'm saying let him. He's done so much more than I'll ever do for Arsenal. Let's have him in the hot seat for one more year and see what he can do. Uh, okay. Well, he will be anyways. There's no point in even For me, for anyway, me that's just how I feel. Anyway, we're red-faced and angry. Frankly. We need a drink. Yeah. Anyway, we have got to do the thing we always do when predict what happens. We, 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 didn't, we ran out of time to do our separate podcast we were supposed to do. So we're going to predict what we think is happening in the next game against Norwich on Saturday. Josh? I think Norwich will come knowing that a point is probably a good result for them in, in terms of their relegation zone. So I expect it to be um, a fairly tight affair. It's not always the most exciting games when teams come wanting a, a point at the Emirates. We've had some fairly... Um, attritional games that we've seen when it comes to that style but I suspect our, our quality I hope will be like it was in the last home game and, and we'll come out on top so I'm going to say 2-0 to the Arsenal 
4-0 Arsenal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, You've gone I, off the rails. I think we'll win quite comfortably. I think Norwich are quite, quite bad. And I think we I have, think, I think a couple of players might get a chance. We might uh, try a, new thing, a couple of new things out, and I think we might win. A couple of new things out? Yeah, no, I, I don't mean, I don't mean it's like bring, bring someone in. <laughs> you play 4-4-2? Ab, ab, abseil someone down from a stand or anything like that. I mean, you'll change tactics. Like Campbell might come in. Make Cam- a substitution like before come the 70th minute. Come in. It might look a bit fresher. Check, think, oh, check wow. going up front. That's I look forward to all these exciting new things happening. Um, do I don't think, think any exciting new things going to happen. If you play Giroud, I may well literally not be able to come in to do the next podcast because I'll be so furious. Um, so in the presumption it reverts back to the world back, I think we'll just about grind out some kind of tedious 2-1. Yeah, to us. So 2-1. Yeah. Well, Thanks look. very much, Will, for being a staunch, uh, if brainwashed, no, <laughs> pro, no, no. pro-Arsenal pro supporter. supporter. And Josh for, um, yeah... For, for believing Being Josh. an absolute pleasure yeah. always a pleasure to do the podcast and uh, we we'll look forward to being back next week, week. bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.